Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 97.3 The Fan is proud to bring you high school football coverage. We'll take an in-depth look at what's going on around high school football in the San Diego section with the coach, John Cantera. This is absolutely fantastic that we're getting the high school football back on the air because high school football in San Diego is big time. And Braden Surprenant. Elian Noah to the near side, cuts it to 35-40, runs right up the hash mark, he goes to the far side, breaks the tackle to 40, 35-30, 25-20, one man to beat, 15-10. Five reaches the end zone. Touchdown, Helix. From player and coach interviews to game picks and breakdowns of the best matchups of the week, we've got you covered on the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. And uh, welcome back. Hour number two. Coach John Cantera, Braden Soprano going to join me here in the next half hour. Our High School Football Show brought to you by the Eric Parade Save a Life Foundation. Did you know that sudden cardiac arrest is the number one killer of student-athletes. You can register to screen your teen this Sunday, October 6th, at epsavealife.org slash the fan. I would encourage you to do that because every time, uh, and again, you can be 12 to 25, free of charge. Just go online to epsavealife.org slash the fan. Get signed up if you're 12 to 25. Doesn't cost anything but a little gas money and a little time. Uh, and believe me, they get you in, they get you out. And uh, last time uh, they uh, uh, did this at Sweetwater, they found uh, uh, a couple of folks that uh, needed some help. And uh, the one prior to that up in North County, they found three or four different people. So uh, if you uh, have uh, time on Sunday, even if you don't have time, make a little time because who knows, you may uh, uh, save your life or uh, maybe save your uh uh, buddy's life by getting them down there as well. Okay, hour number two, we got a lot to get done. I want to thank uh, all the guests in the first hour of the program. We had uh, Thad McNeil, the head coach of Carlsbad. We had Ron Gladnick from Torrey Pines. And then we had uh, Coach Mario Fierro from um, Cathedral Catholic, their outside linebacker coach, special teams coordinator. And we had three of their uh, big star uh, stud players, uh, quarterback DJ Ralph, outside linebacker Jordan Allen, and middle linebacker Devin Dye. And I can tell you by uh, visiting with these uh, young men, they're, they're really good kids. And we've been very fortunate. Braden uh, uh, has brought, uh, he, he works on bringing the players in each and every week. And I got to tell you, he's brought in some of the best uh, kids you could ever want to uh, uh, have, uh, not just on a football team, but just good quality people. And uh, we can go back, all the teams that have already been in this year, we'll have several more, but uh, real high quality young men. And uh, glad they uh, were able to come down tonight. And again, we'll have their game here in a couple of weeks, the Holy Bowl between St. Augustine and Cathedral Catholic. But right now, uh, we're going to uh, get out and we're going to get to our uh, uh, breakdown of some of the big games around uh, uh, North County and the East County. We're going to go out to Drew Cowell right now. And Drew, welcome to the program tonight. How are you? Hey, Coach. Great to be on. How are you? I'm doing very well, uh, and uh, you got four big games to break down. you got some good ones. Uh, uh, let's start with San Marcos. Uh, taking on La Costa Canyon. That'll be at La Costa Canyon tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Yeah, this is a really good matchup with these teams having uh, similar preseasons and uh, non-league uh, schedules so far. 
They both have faced good competition, having close uh, ball games. They're both very talented programs with solid history, and uh, but they both really struggled to get things really rolling this year, like they have in the past. San Marcos, um, they're under 500 this year. They're two and three, but they're coming off a big win, 35-0 versus uh, Mount Carmel. They love to air it out with their deep threats, Davion Reese and Jalen Boehner, who balled out last week. And on defense, they lean on their talented safety, JT Dozier, to hold it down in the secondary. And then for LCC, it's the same kind of thing. Um, they're two and three. They're, they're kind of the look, looking to get over that 500 um, mark. They, they look to run the ball with Carson Lippert. They have a little speedy back. He likes to uh, break big plays on offense. And on defense, they have an all-section all uh, defender, Ozzy Nichols, Nichols, who plays linebacker, and he holds it down. But, yeah, they're in pretty similar spots right now, and it's going to be interesting that, how to see how this one plays out. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty good ball game because both uh, teams can put some points on the board, and uh, LaCosta Canyon's got a pretty good defense. Uh, let's go to Oceanside, 4-1 and one on the road to take on Mission Hills, and Oceanside already out uh, to a 2-0 and o start in Avocado League play, and Mission Hills, uh, with that 3-2 and two mark, they're 0-1, so they're looking for their first league win tomorrow night. Yeah, this will be a huge game for Mission Hills to try to keep that dominance going like they have had in the past few years in the North County, you know, getting all the guys and all the, the good athletes. They're, 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 they're trying to provide or prove that they're another contender this year with their, uh, with their non-league efforts, but they struggled so far coming out with losses versus Carlsbad and uh, Oceanside on the other hand has looked really good. They, they came out four and one, like you said. They had a two and zero in their avocado league so far, being that close LCC game, and uh, they'll lean to their all-around back Tavika Tua, who can do anything pretty much. He can run, return punts, kick, uh, catch the ball. He'll be a factor whenever he's on the field tomorrow. Um, Jalen Ramsey holds it down for their defense, and he's an intimidating presence in the middle. For Mission Hills, their strength is their uh, secondary with corners. Quinton Hadnot and Elijah Lloyd blocking down the secondary. Hadnot is also uh, their top receiving threat on offense. So they'll look to – Mission Hills will really look to keep get their offense rolling. They, they've struggled against good competition like Carlsbad to get really anything going on offense so far. So I'm really, I'm really excited to see this game tomorrow night at Oceanside or at uh, Mission Hills. Well, uh, tomorrow night another big ball game uh, in the Palomar League. You got Poway at four and two, Vista three and two. Poway one and zero in league play right now. Vista one and zero. Of course, uh, Poway won the league title a year ago. Uh, this is going to be at the legendary Dick Haynes Stadium. Yeah, not only is this a big league matchup, but this is a big Division Two matchup. Um, Poway is ranked number eight, and Vista is ranked number seven currently in the CIF ranking, so it doesn't get much better than this. Um, Poway will be looking to bounce back, but they, they lost against a really legit team last week. Tesoro was no joke. They they had solid offense and defense, but they'll look to keep that running game going and try to get some play action or find some balance because last week they, they didn't really have anything besides Josh Butler. You know, they, they kept pounding him, and he could only do so much. They need to find some balance. While Vista, they're coming off a bye, and they've had a really solid season so far this year. No they had a really close loss 
against LCC, but you know they their program is looking like it's coming like on a on a upswing definitely the next couple of years. They they had a big win against Moritz, forty eight to seven. That was a big Division two uh, win, and they'll look to run their dynamic trio with their wing field with their wing T backfield. Their running back include Desmond Tua. He's a real deal. He plays free safety as well, and he's very, very versatile and explosive athlete. They also have David Flores and Brian Kelly in their backfield to uh, to balance out that rushing attack. Yeah, Dave Bottom's done a good job up there uh, building that program, and uh, he's had uh, uh, those guys that you mentioned in that backfield, guys that have uh, been there now for a couple of years. So that's going to be a good matchup. Again, that's Poway 4-2 and two on the road at Vista tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. And then a non-league affair tomorrow night. you got Rancho Bernardo and El Camino, both teams coming in at 3-2 and two right now. Yeah, they both have really solid openings to their season so far, especially uh, El Camino. They've They've really bounced back. In the past couple of years, they've struggled, but they've really shown that they're a new presence in the North County to be reckoned with. They have a do-everything type player, Zion Jackson. He's the key for the Wildcats, and last year he rushed for 400 yards and caught 114 yards of receiving last year, and he looked, he's keeping it up this year. On defense, they have defensive lineman Jonathan Tuatasi, He's a big plug that had 61 tackles last year on their defense. While Rancho Bernardo, they have a very solid defense that um, they they posted a shutout against Valley Center 14-0. They, um, they'll look to keep it on the ground with their running game and keep a balanced attack with the air, too. They're, they're a very balanced team, uh, Rancho Bernardo. Hey, Drew, good job, my friend. Enjoy the ball game tomorrow night, and we'll uh, visit with you again next Thursday, my friend. Thank you so much, Coach. You're welcome. Drew Cowell uh, in the North County. Again, uh, you got San Marcos going to La Costa Canyon tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Oceanside going down the road to take on Mission Hills at 7 o'clock. Poway at Vista, 7 o'clock, and Rancho Bernardo at El Camino. That game will get underway at 7 o'clock as well. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to head out to the East County. We'll be joined by Adam Paul from EC Preps. And then at the bottom of the hour, Braden will join me, and we're going to go through uh, the UT Top 10, the CIF Top 10, and we'll also uh, take a look at some of the other big games tomorrow night around San Diego County. Coach John Cantero, Braden Surprenant, till 11 o'clock. This is the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. This is John Joyner, head football coach of Modern Day Catholic. You're listening to the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. Yeah, hey, welcome back. Coach John Cantero and Braden Soprenic going to join me at the bottom of the hour. We're going to get through the uh, UT Top 10, uh, the CIF Top 10, and we'll also take a look at uh, five or six uh, other ball games tomorrow night around San Diego County. Boy, I can't believe uh, how deep we are uh, into the season right now. Of course, tomorrow night uh, here on 97.3 The Fan, uh, 7 o'clock, we'll have the uh, Carlsbad Torrey Pines game. Uh, the game kicks off at 7.15. And again, it'll be on both 97.3 The Fan and the Radio.com app. So make sure you uh, download that app. And you can listen to all of our talk shows, but you can make sure you catch high school football each and every Friday night. Okay, we're going to head out to the East County right now. And a week from now, uh, of course, tomorrow night we're at Torrey. Uh, next week we're going to be out at Granite Hills for the Grossmont Granite Hills game. Looking forward to getting out there to the legendary Valley Stadium. But right now we're going to head out 
to our man from EC Preps, our uh, guy uh, Adam Paul joins us. And Adam, welcome. How are you tonight? I'm doing great, Coach. I'm fired up for these games. Oh, oh. League season is awesome. Yeah, we uh, we got uh, three pretty good games tomorrow night out in the East County. Let's start off with Santana and Mount Miguel. Santana coming in at six and zero. Mount Miguel at three and two. Uh, Seven o'clock tomorrow night. Yeah, you know it's interesting. Santana six and zero off of their best start since 2011, uh, when they started eight and zero. In fact, that year they started eight and zero, and they ended up losing to Mount Miguel um, to, uh, in in that first game of the league. Um, their last five meetings between these two teams, um, the Matadors have swept 5-0 with the closest game being a 26-24 um, <clears throat> loss by Santana back in 2017. Prior to that was the 2016 when it was a 47-41 shootout, Mount McGill victory. Uh, Santana hasn't beaten the Matadors since 2002 when they beat them 14-0. Um this game is going to be really interesting because both teams are looking to, you know, are kind of like the co-favorites to win the Grossmont Valley League. Um, Mount Miguel hasn't won since 2013 under Sean McDade. And, of course, Santana hasn't won in 20 years um, in 1999 under Jerry Ralph. And, in fact, Braden will like this, you know, because Braden's dad was, a, was an assistant coach on that staff. Oh, nice. Nice nugget on that one. Grossmont four and one uh, traveling to take on Valhalla three and two and boy the Foothillers uh, they got beat up pretty good last week by Madison. Yeah, you know they um, had been on fire the previous few weeks uh, offensively and kind of ran into the um, <clears throat> we call it the proverbial bush I guess you can say Madison. <laughs> Unfortunately, the offense, you know, Jamie Odom had 122 yards passing in that game, and he also accounted for 132 yards and a touchdown. Um, this week I look for them, you know, to you know to bounce back. It's going to be interesting because Valhalla also last week, they had a big win over uh, Kearney, 20-20, uh, to 20, or excuse me, 20-12 um, to 12 in that game in which uh, Keegan Baker ran for 236 yards on 33 carries, and he scored twice. Um, the defense for the Norsemen came up big, uh, led by Ethan Furkich, who had 13 tackles. He recovered a fumble and blocked a field goal. Um, you know, uh, for Grossmont, Robert Tucker, he'll have to get the run game going, to, which will hopefully allow Odom to pass the way um, they're capable of doing, and the offense will get back uh, to normal. Uh, defensively, um, they're going to have to stop uh, Keegan Baker, um, Grossmont will. Um, the, the big guys, Cameron Sanderlin, Chris Alba, Austin Whitmire and company. Um, if Keegan Baker can be able to run against that uh, Grossmont defense, it should be a more interesting game. We're visiting with uh, EC Preps uh, correspondent, one Adam Paul joining us on 97.3 The Fan. Boy, uh, tomorrow night, this may be one of the very best games in the county. you got Steel Canyon 5-0 and traveling to take on Granite Hills 4-1. and That's going to be a doozy. Yeah, it's a big game for, you know, division, you know, both teams currently in Division One rankings. Uh, Steel Canyon in that number three spot, so they've kind of in the open as of right now. And Granite, um, according to the current CIF rankings, is number nine. Um, the last five meetings have been um, really close. It's a three-to-two advantage in favor of the Eagles. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The Cougars won back in 2016, 37-7. 
uh, course a couple years ago. They played two classic, um, instant classic games. Um, the regular season game being, um, being a 43-41 victory by Granite, in which the uh, late Will Burton had a miraculous late second, late catch to to win that game. Um, and then, of course, Steel Canyon um, won in the semifinals, 28-27, on their way to both the CIF and state title. And then last year, um, the Eagles got some little payback, winning 30-27 to on a last-minute touchdown. Uh, you know, this season, both teams are rocking. Um, Granite won 41-7 last week at Southwest El Centro. And, of course, Steel Canyon rolled Mira Mesa 45-0. Um, in Grant's game, Justice McComb, he threw two touchdowns um, and t- for 274 yards on 10 of 14 passing. His top, uh, top receiver, Jalen Hall, caught two balls for 109 yards and a score. Of course, that game was a running clock in the second half. Uh, for the Cougars, Jeremy Mendez Gall threw for 108 yards and a touchdown on 6 of 10 passing. He also had 45 yards on, a, on the ground and a score. And, of course, uh, Wesley Neely, the third, uh, ran for 65 yards and a score. Uh, this game's going to be really interesting. I, you know, both coaches are great friends. They both know each other very well. Both teams, you know, the kids, they all pretty much uh, play Pop Warner, grew up, whatever, together. Um, I, I, you know, I think, honestly, predict to me um, a great ball game and, you know, probably another instant classic in front of what I hope is a standing room only crowd out there at Granite Hills. Now, that should be a heck of a ball game. We're going to be watching that score very, very closely tomorrow night. Adam, great job as always, and thanks for the time. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. There you go. Adam Paul from uh, EC Preps uh, joining us on the program. And, uh, you know, taking a look at number one Helix, they're going to be playing El Capitan. Uh, boy, that appears to be a big mismatch because El Cap are really scuffling. We had Coach Burner on last week prior to the Tony Burner Memorial game, and they got beat uh, last week there. Uh, by um, West Hills, uh, and uh, boy, uh, having to go against Helix. Boy, uh, Helix is playing some really, really good football. That was a very impressive win. I know they're not what they've been the last several years, but uh, beating Oaks Christian 42-17, to I'll take that win any time if I'm a Robbie Owens because Oaks Christian has a great reputation, not only around Southern California, but nationally as well. We're going to get to the bottom of the hour. When we come back, Braden Soprano going to join me. We're going to take a look at the UT Top 10. We'll uh, check in on this week, the second week of the CIF Top 10, and then we've got some other big games we're going to talk about until the top of the hour. Thanks for joining us. Coach John Cantera, Braden Soprano, right here on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, this is Desmond Tawa, running back for the Vista Panthers. Vista plays here on 97.3 The Fan. Welcome back, Coach John Cantera, going to the top of the hour. And uh, 
I bring in Braden Soprenant. I'm going to let uh, Braden introduce our guest uh, here that we have in studio tonight who's going to break down games with him. But, Braden, before you do that, I want you to tell everyone about the podcast that uh, you and uh, uh, our man, uh, I'm not going to say his name until you uh, introduce him, but uh, tell them about the podcast you guys do each and every week because uh, it's getting a ton of hits. Yeah, it's getting a lot of hits, a high school football podcast. Uh, we usually record it on Tuesdays. If I'm uh, good at uh, uploading it, it should be up by Tuesday night. This week kind of kind of you know wavered a little bit. I got it up Thursday morning, got it up early morning uh, today. But uh, uh, me and this gentleman, uh, we go back and forth on a lot of things. Uh, sometimes he's the good cop, I'm the bad cop, and sometimes he's the bad cop, and I'm the good cop. But it's a fun time. Uh, we break down almost every game in high school football. It's back and forth, uh, commercial-free. It's a good time. And that's, of course, uh, bringing in uh, Chris Smith, who's uh, hijacked our show right now. Well, first of all, I appreciate having Coach K. Appreciate having you in here. It's an honor and a pleasure to be with you guys tonight. Ah, uh, Chris, you came in last year, and of course, uh, Chris around uh, San Diego County uh, to all the people involved in uh, sports and uh, especially in football is known as as top dog. And uh, uh, you're working on uh, the PPR and uh, doing a great job. Uh, you know, as long as our games uh, don't go long, uh, if they start on time and the officials don't throw too many flags, I get home every Friday night to be able to watch it. And you guys are doing a great job. Over over there. Well, we appreciate it. We appreciate everybody tuning in every Friday night. It's uh, the number one high school football show in the state of California, and we appreciate the uh, support of the San Diego community. All right. Uh, well, uh, Chris, uh, you and Braden and I, we're going to take a look at some of these uh, rankings, uh, and uh, want to uh, remind everyone our high school football show is brought to you by the Eric Paredes Save a Life Foundation. Did you know that sudden cardiac arrest is the number one killer of student-athletes? You can register to screen your teen this Sunday, October 6th, at epsavealife.org slash the fan. Uh, we're going to get into some ball games here shortly, but we're going to start off with the uh, the top 10 ratings. And I'm going to work uh, from the bottom up here, Braden and Chris, and we'll start All off right. with uh, uh, number 10, uh, Torrey Pines. They're 3-2, and two, and they'll uh, be uh, hosting tomorrow night, of course, right here on 97.3, the fan Number four, Carlsbad. I'm curious to see uh, how Torrey Pines looks against Carlsbad. Okay, they beat Los Alamitos uh, early in the season. Don't really have a gauge on how good Los Alamitos is. And they, they kind of struggled through a lot of their schedule. I know they're batting a lot of injuries right now. They had to replace a lot of guys from last year. Uh, but I'm curious to see them play. I, I still think Carlsbad's got the edge tomorrow night, though. Yeah, I'd have to probably agree with you there, Brayden. Uh, Torrey Pines is very well coached. I mean, Coach Gladney does a great job with his boys. But Carlsbad is my favorite to win the Avocado League. Yeah, and they're uh, playing really good football right now. And, and Coach Gladnick even said tonight, guys, on the program, he goes, hey, you know, we're getting guys back healthy. A bunch of guys got beat up early. Uh, you know, they're coming off a of bye week. Both teams, in fact, are coming off a of bye week. Uh, Torrey Pines, uh, sophomore quarterback, going to be a big stage for him tomorrow night. So uh, we'll uh, see what uh, the Falcons bring to the Carlsbad Lancers. Okay, number nine, Madison. Coming off a big win last week against previously undefeated Grossmont. Uh, Madison right now at 3-2. and two. They'll take on the number 7, Lincoln Hornets. That is right. Uh, I will actually be at this game tomorrow night. That is a game I'm going to go to. But with that said, um, Madison is kind of that sleeper team. At the beginning of the year, I think all of us in the, in the media were looking at them and thought the cupboards were empty over there. I think that Ben Follow has done a fantastic job of out-scheming a lot of coaches and getting their kids prepared to play in big games. 
With that said, I still think the Hornets have a little too much. I think this game goes 35-21 Lincoln. I really like Madison, and I was one of those uh, guys that thought the uh, cupboards were empty. In fact, I'm pretty sure I said that, uh, Chris, on our podcast uh, er- earlier in the season. I really like what they've done. They've surprised me a lot. I-, I actually think Madison can get Lincoln tomorrow night, and I wouldn't be surprised if they do. But that, to me, uh, some of the game that we're doing is the best game of the week. I I think that's going to be an awful good one. I still kind of like that Steel Canyon Granite Hills game. We'll see how that uh, maps out. Uh, number eight Mission Hills uh, still uh, up there in the rankings. They're three and two, uh, and they're taking on number six Oceanside. Uh, we're going to find out, I think, a lot about Mission Hills tomorrow night. Mission Hills has a lot of talent. they got a lot of athletes. I, I really like a lot of guys on their team. You know, they were my favorite going into the year to win the Avocado League. Uh, Carlsbad's definitely taking that over now. But, you know, you know, Chris and I have talked about this on the podcast before. They just can't seem to, you know, all gel together uh, and, and get some wins right here. So I'm really curious to see how they do uh, tomorrow night. Uh, with that said, I, you know, Oceanside is kicking all cylinders right now. That kid could be good, too, is carrying that offense. He is a load. Now, Mission Hills got, has a great defense. Just kind of concerned about that offense and seeing how those teams are gelling together and coming together and creating their own offensive identity. You know, I really liked Oceanside, Braden. When we pl- had their game uh, about uh, four weeks ago now, I was very impressed with that football team. And they've got more than just Kavika Tua. they got uh, some really good players in that secondary. Their offensive and defensive line are very physical, like a, a typical Oceanside team. Uh, then uh, we've already talked about Lincoln-Madison. Uh, we've talked about Oceanside, Mission Hills. Let's go up to uh, number five, Steel Canyon 5-0, and going out to take on Four and one Granite Hills. Uh, you and I have seen uh, Granite Hills. We saw them in a comfort behind victory in week one against Poway. Yeah, and you know what? The biggest one for me is Steel Canyon because Steel Canyon uh, has not played the toughest schedule in the world, but they have uh, you know won all their games so far. Uh, they snuck out of wins against uh, you know Benita Vi- or not Benita, Otay Ranch. Uh, they did beat Benita Vista as well. It was kind of tight. Uh, most of their games have been pretty close. I, I like Granite Hills. They had one mess up against uh, Madison, where they let Madison kind of take over early, and then Granite Hills kind of rallied back. Uh, this is a good tester game, I think, for Steel Canyon. We're about to find out if Steel Canyon really has what it takes uh, to potentially knock off Helix. Maybe Granite can say the same thing. I know it's going to be tough out in the Grossmont Hills League for anyone to beat Helix, but I think this is a good uh, you know, determining factor for probably the second-best league in San Diego. I'd have to agree with that. I think this would be one of the best games in San Diego County this Friday night. Um, I'm looking at you. Look at Granite Hills. They're fast. They're, they throw the ball around, and they're, they're really, really quick. With that said, I think Steel Canyon is a little too physical. I think that defense is going to impose their will on Granite Hills, slow down that passing game. They're going to get to that quarterback, and I think Steel Canyon comes out with the win. Uh, Carlsbad, uh, number four this week, uh, taking on number ten, Torrey Pines. We've already talked about that. Number three, Saint Augustine, four and one. Uh, going to be at uh, Morse, and uh, you know Saint Augustine, uh, you know they got a good football team, and hopefully they're not looking ahead and they're staying focused. Coach Kramer does a good job, I think, of, of keeping them in the moment. Uh, but uh, that that had to hurt uh, when they got uh, beat pretty good by Helix. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know they 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 rallied back in that game. They you know got a little spark at a Colmenero quarterback because you know I think Peraza got uh, you know dinged up a little bit, but. Two weeks to prepare for Morris. You know, they're going to get back on track. But, you know, they can't sleep on Morris because Morris, you know, they run a running offense. They can control the clock and potentially make it uh, their game. And they're very talented, too. They've had a lot of good wins so far this year. Uh, Chris has actually been able to see them live against Patrick Henry. So, Chris, you want to uh, fill us in a little bit more on Morris? Well, I'll tell you what. 
Jacob Hicks and Michael Cunningham. Jacob Hicks. That Jacob guy's Hicks a stud. is one of the hardest hitters in San Diego County. Uh, there should be D1 guys looking at this kid. He he's lights out. One of the hardest hitters we have in San Diego County. Michael Cunningham, first year player here in San Diego, transferred in from Las Vegas. He is a dynamic playmaker. Uh, plays corner, plays wide receiver, plays quarterback. The kid can pretty much do anything you want. With that said, I don't think Morris has played a team with the level of athletes that San Augustine does. Um, Kramer's got an interesting question over there, though. He might have a quarterback controversy. I mean, Colmonero came in now you know, against uh, Helix and got those guys riled up. That's a hard call for, for a head coach. You've got a senior quarterback. You've got a junior kid that transferred in. What do you do when one of them you know, is maybe doing a little bit better moving the ball than the other? So I think that's going to, you know, Kramer's going to have to make the decision early in the game, which which guy he's going to go with. Um, in my personal opinion, I think Comanero's got a little bit more spark right now to get that offense going. Uh, but you've got dynamic playmakers in Tyson Williams, Grayson Halton. You've got that, one of the hardest hitters in San Diego with uh, Connor Heffler. Um, they got playmakers all around that field. And so I don't think Morris is going to be able to contend with the athletes they have. I'm going to take Saints in that game. I'll tell you, you know, I've got high respect for both of those kids that are quarterback. I know both of them. Angelo was in studio last year. Great baseball player, committed to USD as a catcher. He won a Division One title as their quarterback. And I saw Colmanero last year in a loss to Helix. Braden and I did in the playoffs. And he, uh, considering he was running for his life, he played a marvelous football game. He got a tremendous amount of talent. And, you know, if I was the head coach at St. Augustine, I would be blessed to have those two guys, but I'd be uh, tossing and turning the night before each and every game on who's going to play and when this guy's going to play because both of them are quality players and both, I think, very good leaders. 100% agree with that assessment, Coach. All right, uh, let's uh, get to uh, Cathedral Catholic. Uh, they're going to be taking on the Point Loma Pointers and Cathedral uh, sitting at 5-1. and one. Uh, The Pointers kind of struggling along right now, Braden. Yeah, the Pointers are struggling along, but you know they're going to get hyped up. Every, anytime that they play St. Augustine or Cathedral Catholic, it's a rivalry game for Point Loma. Uh, you know they're going to be battling and ready to go. Uh, I'd like to see Christian Hall go against his former school, you know, a transfer out of, uh, you know, Point Loma. He's going to want that game, uh, you know, a lot more than a lot of other guys, I think, in tomorrow night's game. Uh, but I think uh, Cathedral cruises. But if they take Point Loma lightly, you never know. Point Loma might be able to sneak up on them. Uh, but, again, I like Cathedral in this game tomorrow. You know, there's a lot of Navy guys down there in Point Loma. And, uh, <laughs> it's going to be all hands on deck when you take on Cathedral. I'll tell you what, Caden Gill and Tristan Schaefer are going to be difference makers for Point Loma. They have to have big games in order for them to stay in this game. I mean, we all know the Cathedral was number one for a long time here in San Diego. That's a team that you're going to have to bring your A game every single Friday night to beat. Um, they're going to have to play a flawless game for Point Loma to have a chance. I mean, you've got D1 guys running all around the field at Cathedral. But, you know, I've seen David be Goliath before, and it could happen Friday night. Uh, you've got number one Helix, 4-1, uh, and one, taking on the El Capitan Vaqueros. Uh, you know, just uh, on what we've seen so far and on paper, this is a complete mismatch tomorrow night. Uh, speaking about David and Goliath, I mean, this is probably your biggest David and Goliath game of, of 2019. You know, El Cap, uh, you know, Co uh, Chris and I were talking earlier in the season. You know, we saw him at Chris's, you know, KSI's Madden rating day or the Madden, uh, you know, Christmas uh, Madden shoot. Uh, but the thing was, it's like you saw they had a lot of good size, and you thought that they were going to be able to, uh, you know, win a lot of games before they got to league play. 
They don't have any wins going in uh, going into league play, and now getting into league play, you start to look at their th- their their schedule, remaining schedule. It's like, how are these guys going to get a win? And so it's 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 very interesting to see El Cap uh, in this situation again. Helix is highly favored. I, I I think Helix doesn't really have any issues with El Cap tomorrow night, but you know we'll see what what happens. You know the interesting storyline of this, if you look at Cal Preps, the spread in this game is sixty to six. Now, I can't say the last time I looked at Cal Preps and saw a spread that far. Um, I know those guys are experts, so they must know what they're talking about. But uh, if I'm a betting man, I'll, I'll take any team plus 60 to win a game. With that said, I, I think everybody in San Diego knows. I mean, the favorite, obviously, is going to be Helix. You got argue, arguably the best player in the entire county in El- Elion Noah. And uh, Robbie's got a great offense right now. The switch to put Jaden back there at quarterback has worked out fantastically. And I don't think I don't think they're going to have any trouble with, with El Cap. And I feel for Ron because it's going to be a long season, like Braden said. And going in zero and five, none of us in the media saw him starting the season zero and five. Yeah, they they put some points on the board. They're just having a hard time uh, shutting anybody down at all. Okay, let's jump over to the CIF top ten, and I'm going to run through it. And then I want to get your thoughts. We're going to start with number one, Helix. Cathedral Catholic at number two, Steel Canyon at number three, Santana at number four, Scripps Ranch at number five, St. Augustine number six, Carlsbad number seven, Lincoln eight. Uh, you've got, um, um, trying to read uh, the number nine team there, Bishops. Bishops, sorry. And number uh, 10, Madison. Uh, the first thing that stands out to me, Steel Canyon's number three, uh, and Santana's number four at this point in time. Uh, you know, I think Carlsbad would be higher. I would think, uh, you know, maybe Lincoln would be a little bit higher. Uh, you know, Braden, your thoughts? Uh, my thing is, it's I, I, I still, and this is what it was. Well, we saw the article written by John Maffey in the in the paper today about how it's just, you know, they went to Cal Preps or Ned Freeman, whoever it was, because Ned Freeman has come up with those rankings. That's why it's on Cal Preps. Max Preps using the same type of ranking style. And again, this is not like this is, has any impact on the playoffs. This top ten in particular, it's combined based on all the power ratings uh, per division. So, you know, Santana is not going to be playing in the Open Championship anytime soon uh, until they get bumped up to that mark. Uh, but for me, it's like I don't understand how if you just take margin of victory out of it, you can have this drastic change of top tens. And I, and I know the UT is mostly is, uh, you know, human opinion based but if you look at the Cal Preps top 10 it's very similar to the Union Tribune's top 10 and then you look at the CIF top 10 and all of a sudden it's like Santana and Script Ranch are all of a sudden in the top 10 and uh, you know Saints should I think should be higher Carlsbad should be higher on that list but I, I don't know I, I just can't really fathom how uh, just taking margin of victory out has that big of an impact on a rating system. You know, Chris, the thing that I would say, I really don't know what the purpose of the CIF top 10 is right now. Uh, you know, I got to agree with you. I mean, there's a couple of things obviously stand out to me. When I look at the at the CIF top 10, there's teams that, in my opinion, definitely should be there. It's Oceanside. You've got where's Mission Hills? You know, where's Torrey Pines? And those teams have played some, some better quality football programs out of San Diego, and I don't think that's been taken into consideration with the CIF top 10. Obviously, the, the two that stand out to me, Santana and Scripps Ranch are great football programs for Division Four and Division Three, where they play in, respectively. But to put them in the top ten in the county, that's very, very hard for me to see. Because right now, if Santana goes up against San Augustine, I don't see that being a ball game. I mean, San Augustine's got a lot more athletes. They've played in bigger games. They're, they have, you know, I, that's going to be a tough game for me to understand. And to put them above them, it seems like the opinion polls got this right. CIF. Listen, we've talked about this on our podcast before. I don't have a degree in quantum physics, so I don't understand this. That's okay. 
you know, if anybody does have, a, have have the algorithm that CF is actually using to do this, I'd love to see it, just so I can understand what's going on. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we're visiting with Chris Smith, uh, better known as Top Dog, Braden Soprano, Coach John Cantera here for a few more minutes, and uh, we'll continue to talk about this. And, I, and I'm sure that Jerry Schneep and John Labita uh, down there at the office, I, I'm sure they're taking a look and, and getting a lot of, of feedback. And, uh, you know, we'll continue to talk about this week in and week out. Well, Jerry Schneep said in the uh, the article today written by John Matthew in the Union Tribune, uh, quote, we have trouble getting answers from Max Preps over why there is a difference between a team Team that is number two in one rankings and 11 in the other. Uh, San Diego Commissioner said, of course, that's not just taking out margin of victory. We don't know their formula. Uh, I mean, it's what it sounds like is they talk to Max Preps, like, hey, can you give us a special ranking system that's just like yours, but just take out margin of victory? So to me, it sounds like Max Preps takes out the margin of victory, but the way they've developed that formula over so many years, it's like, if you take the if you just take margin of victory out, you have to make up some ground, I think, in other other place because all of a sudden it just skews everything. Kind of like any formula, it, like if you take um, you know one ingredient out of a recipe, all of a sudden that recipe is drastically different than right. you know like if you're trying to make cookies and you have you know I'm, I'm not a big baker so I can't really throw out something, but if you if you're missing one ingredient, that could be a drastically different cookie. There's no question about that. We've got uh, just a little under uh, five minutes to go. I want to run through some ball games right now. We've got uh, tomorrow night here in San Diego. You got three and one San Diego traveling to take on number three and two Patrick Henry. This is a very intriguing game to me, and, uh, and Chris and I broke this game down uh, on the podcast. But we're talking about San Diego High. They run the ball a lot. Patrick Henry has, has got a lot of good wins under their belt, but they had a really big issue trying to stop Morse, Morse's run game. So I'm curious to see how they do against San Diego High. I, I, I'm i going to give the slight edge to San Diego High. They've been there. They've done that. I know they don't have as many guys as they had from you know the previous season, uh, but I think Charles James is doing a great job with San Diego High, and they can control the ball game by running the clock. I think JT Sullivan's done a fantastic job out there, Patrick. I agree. Um, he's turned that program around. I mean, they had what one year, one win a year ago. He's got these guys competitive in every ball game. Hundred percent agree, though. That secondary, uh, the linebacking core needs to figure out a way to stop the run. They struggle with Morris. I think they're going to struggle with San Diego again. San Diego's got a dual-headed monster in those two running backs they have down there. The freshman that got the offer from BYU, and then you know you've got Mo Mo uh, Mo out there running the rock too. I don't see Patrick Henry able to stop that run. So I, I think San Diego is going to take the edge on this one. All right, you got La Jolla two and three traveling to take on one and four Mira May. So Chris Thompson having a rough go in his second year there with the Marauders. Yeah, he's having a tough go, and that's the reason why La Jolla is uh, favored in this game. But if you look at the Cal Preps prediction, seventeen sixteen in favor of the La Jolla Vikings. I'm curious to see how this one plays out. I, I think Mira Mesa is better than La Jolla. We're about to find out. You know, they they took a lot of lumps this Mira Mesa team, and and they're they're young. They got a really young team. Uh, so we'll see how they fire back and. You know, I, I'm going to go on a ledge. I, I think uh, Mira Mesa might pull this one off tomorrow. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one, Brady. <laughs> Only because, I, you know, I've had a chance to see both of these uh, programs up, up close and personal. Uh, Tyler's done a great job over La Jolla. Chris Thompson's done a great job at Mira Mesa. Um, the difference being, I think, is the quarterback play. I think that Teague over at Mira Mesa struggled a little bit. I think maybe the expectations were he'd play a little bit stronger. Unfortunately, he hasn't grasped the offense and as well as, as Coach Thompson would have liked. Uh, with that said, I think they are going to make a change at quarterback this week. Uh, and they may, You may see the, the freshmen starting at quarterback for them. I don't know how that's going to play out. I know that um, La Jolla is going to come really physical for this. I'm going to take La Jolla in this game. 
Okay, last year, uh, of course, uh, Mira Mesa got to the championship game last year. Uh, they defeated La Jolla last year 44 nothing. Could be a, a different story this year. Modern Day uh, Catholic taking on Eastlake at Eastlake. Uh, Modern Day Catholic right now at 3-3. Three three. Eastlake sitting at 1-5. and five. Uh, Eastlake's uh, favorite to win 42-21. to 21. I think the game's going to be a lot closer than that. Uh, you know, I've, we've seen this modern-day team, and we've seen uh, or I've seen Eastlake before as well. Eastlake's dealing with a lot of issues. I think this game's going to be a lot closer than that score. I think Eastlake probably edges it out just barely over modern-day. I think the young rookies over at Modern Day are going to show up in this game. I think that they've been they've been slowly learning and gathering uh, steam going into this game. Um, I know Paco, the temporary head coach over there, is really you know trying to keep these kids focused during some of the transition over there at East Lake right now. Um, with that said, they're high school kids, and when you get changed like that, it does affect their emotions and their ability to play a game. I think that Modern Day is a little bit more focused right now, and John Jones is going to have both the offense and defense ready. I'm actually going to think Modern Day is going to win this game. All right, gentlemen, we got about a minute, uh, and we got to sign off and uh, uh, get ready for uh, our show tomorrow, 12 to 3. Braden and I will be on tomorrow afternoon, 12 to 3, and then we'll head out to uh, Torrey Pines for the Carlsbad Torrey game. Otay Ranch, 2 and 4, taking on Benita Vista, 3 3. Braden, who you like? I like Otay Ranch in this game after watching Benita Vista, but look for Whaley to have a good game uh, running back for the Barons. Oh, he's a stud. So you're going to steal my thunder on that one, huh? Yep, okay, uh, listen, I'm going to take the. the, the, the Barons in this one, obviously because of Whaley, number one, and they also got Ron Van, number two. I think that those two playmakers have been – they've been really close in some of these games. I think they were really close last week against Hilltop, and I think they're going to turn a corner and beat Otay Ranch. All right, in the final game, I got about 15 seconds for you guys. We got Scripps Ranch, 5-0, and taking on the 2-3 and Kearney Comets. I'll make it quick. I'm taking Scripps Ranch. I'm going to take the Falcons as well. And uh, the Falcons, we had Coach Gardner and uh, his uh, – Ball players in here a couple of weeks ago. Chris Smith, Top Dog, uh, thank you so much, and uh, good luck tomorrow night on the PPR. Thanks for having me, Coach. I appreciate it. And you know you got two viewers tomorrow night. As long as those officials don't throw too many flags tomorrow night, uh, we'll uh, get home in time. Uh, it gets underway at 1045 on KUSI. For Braden Soprenit, for our guest in studio, uh, Chris Smith, Top Dog, Coach John. Tuning in. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon at 12 o'clock right here on 97.3 The Fan. Bye-bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.